here's the big question. How is it that most entrepreneurs hustle and are always busy and struggle to take just one step forward only to fall two steps back? They're dedicated, determined, and driven, but only a few finally break through and win. This show uncovers those quantum leap patterns of highly successful people so you can simply model what they do and apply to your future success. That's the question, and the answers are right here. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. Welcome, everyone. I'm still get, getting situated here. You still hear a little bit of an echo. We're still working all of the kinks out in my new office. My name is Brigitte Höfele. I am so honored and excited to be here with you on the Success Pattern Show yet again, where we put the do in learn, do, teach. I'm the founder of the Success Patterns Movement and the CEO of the Center of NLP. And people ask me, success patterns, Brigitte, what does that mean? Well, the definition of success is an interesting thing because can we all agree that success is defined by each individual success seeker? It's not limited to either business or personal life. It's a unique concept and everyone has their own definition around it. In this show, we give you the scaffolding so you can build your empire because when we decipher, when we look at patterns and we become aware of patterns and we are decoding patterns that led to other people's success, we can then encode it for our own success today because as as humans we're hardwired for online for hands-on application i was almost going to say online application hands-on application you guys by a living teacher and you got them right here we're not theoreticians because they kind of just walk a you know talk a good game but don't really walk it we are grand masters at work here with the Success Patterns Show and the Success Patterns Movement. We give you tips on how to model success because success modeling is one of the laws of success, of the presuppositions of NLP. Now, um, a pattern is an example for others to follow. And when you know the pattern, when you know the strategy, when you can see it outlined, well, then it's easy to be followed, right? That's that's the whole thing about success modeling. Now, today uh, we have an incredible show. Um, success is already yours. We're going to have to stay tuned until all the way in. We have a special gift for you guys. Um, so make sure that you get your special gift at the end of the show. And today's a great show. Why? Well, you are here. That's why. We're going to bust the myth that knowledge is power. How many of you have ever heard that knowledge is power, right? I'm going to say it's the exact opposite. When we look at success, when we look at sales, and if I were standing in front of a big room, which I am, it's the world out there, I would ask everyone by a show of hands, how many of you are in sales? You know, and some people might raise their hand. Other people might be looking around like, I'm not in sales. I don't do sales. Nah, that was a trick question. We all are in sales. We are in sales made the exchange for a service or a product against money or made be a, a 
an exchange of uh, um, you buy into my advice or my idea or my opinion or um, you are my child and I sell you on the idea of eating your broccoli for dinner or whatever it is. My kids love broccoli. I love broccoli. Anyway, beats the purpose. We are all in sales. And how often may you be in sales or not in sales? That is in sales in your business, which if you're an entrepreneur, I'm pretty sure you are in sales. That knowledge is power. But knowledge is only potential power because the knowledge comes through implementation. Our experiences come and then create that knowledge. Now, we do need to have some knowledge beforehand. That's what I'm about to share with you today because we were going to have an incredible guest expert. Didn't show up. So you, over, under, round, and through, whatever it takes, we will do. We're going to talk about handling objections today because we are all in sales. We've already established that. We are all... Um, looking at selling something to someone. So I'm going to um, share with you how can we handle objections. Um, it was um, Bob Proctor that said, once, or is it Tim Rohn, once you get better, your prospects become better. So if someone is not buying into whatever you're saying or into whatever you're offering, into the idea of eating the broccoli, into the idea of, you know, buying the product or, hey, coach with me or buy my training or buy this, whatever you're offering. That is an immediate feedback that you do not have rapport with that person. And if you don't have rapport with a person, um, nothing happens, right? There's, you've, you guys probably heard it, no like and trust. Go in the comments and write down no like and trust. Everyone talks about how do you know like and trust. People will buy from you when they know, like, and trust you. Yeah, but how do they know, like, and trust you? How does that happen? How does the no like and trust happen? All right, let's go into the 13 ways to handle any objection. First, we are looking at the mind readers. We want to be so good in listening, in um, working our ears, that we can already know what the other person, we don't know, that we can identify what the other person might has, have as an objection next. Often, you know, if you're not talking with the, the spouses together, then there might be an objection right there. Oh, I first got to, you know, talk to my wife. I got to talk to my husband. I got to talk to my partner. I got to talk to my business partner. So you want to be, a, you want to be aware of what obstacles and objections might potentially already are already in the way. You want to have stories ready. Stories, as you probably heard many times before, stories sell, facts, what? Tell, exactly. So if you've ever followed me in any training that I have given I will or coaching, I will always tell a story. I told a story earlier of my own experience 
of one of my clients is, and this was not a sales conversation. It was just a rapport building conversation and picking the person up where they're at. And I related my story to her story. She said that, you know, she has a hard time sleeping. How many of you have a hard time sleeping these days? I feel like I'm here in Atlanta. I feel like the weather's going like, you know, up and down. Uh, it's dropping in temperature and it's rising again in temperature. I think we're coming close to a full moon. There are all of these things. And in order for someone to know, like, and trust you, you can build or you can tear down a potential barrier by picking them up where they're at with a story, with a relatable story. The story must have some sort of point and some sort of impact to really, you know, don't just tell a story of, oh, and by the way, I went out with my dog this morning and sort of being old. No, it's got to have a point, right? Questions. Ask quality questions. And I say this, uh, if you have listened to one of my shows that I did with um, Sorel, was it last week? Maybe it was the week before that. We talked about quality questions. So in the comments, put down some quality questions that you know you can ask. With questions, you get more information and when you get more information, you can actually, let me go back here, you can actually have more information to clear the, the potential objections. And so you can become more influential in that conversation. Now, this comes with a big, big uh, disclaimer here at this point. You're not going to sell a product or a service to someone that does not need your, your, your product or your service. When you know that your product or your service is the solution to the person, then that person will already, that objection is already handled. So if there's a big solution, you actually don't need the holes that I'm about to go through. So when you know that you are providing, put in the comments, solution. When you're providing a solution to the person's problem, that person will say, uh, here's my credit card, where do I sign? Or here's, or even better, here's cash, right? Uh, sign me up. So you then bec not become the mind reader. You already know that that person has that problem and that you are solving that problem. And people ask me, so Brigitte, how do I do that? How do I know that they have the problem? Guess what? Come close. I'll tell you. Ask a really good question. Ask a question. When I go and do a group training before, if the, if the trainer or HR comes to me and they say, Brigitte, we really want you to train, um, but we're not certain, you know, where to begin and, you know, how do we do all of that? I ask, first I ask, what's your budget? That's the first question that I ask. The second question I ask is, what is the biggest problem that you have in said apartment or department? What is the problem that is being, if I'm training their sales team, what is the biggest problem that they have in 
uh, in that department or in that process or fill in the blanks. So ask a question. By the way, guys, it's starting to, you probably already seen it, the lights are flickering. It's starting to thunder and storm uh, and rain. So if I go out for a few seconds, I will be back. All right, so ask questions. Solve the problem. Isolate the problem. Isolate the problem. Turn up the heat. Turn up the the um, the pain as you're isolating the problem. Bring it out. Allow the person or uh, the department head or whoever you're communicating with make it so vivid and so um, palatable and tangible that it's easy for them to then investigate and know that you have the solution, that they know there is really no more questions. There is really no more mind reading. There is really no more storytelling because you have identified, isolated, investigated, and you're going to handle um, anything that else that comes up before it comes up. So you're going to handle that objection beforehand. Now, after you have done that, you're going to share what is the benefit of them working with you? What is the benefit of them eating their broccoli? What is the benefit of what you fill in the blank, whatever you are selling? Share the benefit, share the learnings. I, uh, here goes a story. I put in a um, I put in a uh, uh, proposal for a speaking gig that I'm going to do at the NLP conference next May, like May 2023. And um, in that proposal, I put in what the listener, the audience, and it's a very big audience, what they're taking away from the learnings. What are they taking away from when I speak, from the speaking engagement? So sharing the benefit, sharing that there is no risk. Now, there are some personality types that love the risk. They love the, or they, maybe they don't love it. Maybe they just don't mind it, right? They're, they're um, maybe risk welcoming, if you will. But if you're working with anyone in HR or anyone that is very structured and I'm going to say button up and to the T, they are going to want to know what the risk is and how do we keep the risk at the very, very lowest. So with handling your objections, you're going to reduce the risk. And if all of those fail, if the all of the handling objections with the mind read and the questions and the stories and solving the problem and isolating the problem and investigating and bringing out the problem and uh, looking at the problem or looking at the objection or speaking out the objection before it even comes up. And when you handle and reduce the risk and when you share the benefits, and if nothing else works, just be outrageous. Be so unreasonable because at this point, you have nothing more to lose. So you can be so outrageous 
make something up. I know one of my uh, faculty members, he got so outrageous uh, when everything else and having objection with a department, he said, you know what? I'm just gonna fly you in. I'm gonna send you an airplane ticket and you can fly in and see our sales department and how in our training uh, venue. When you see that, you're going to want to train with us. You're going to want to sign a contract with us and work with us. And that's actually when they uh, said yes. Um, and then they negotiated. Uh, so if you're paying for the ticket, then you're also going to pay for like a sushi dinner or whatever they did. I don't even remember. They went to dinner somewhere. So you want to be so unreasonable. You want to think about you have nothing left to, uh, left to lose. So be outrageous. I like to be outrageous. That's I think outrageous is uh, part of my, I don't think, I know outrageous is part of my code of honor. So um, and that takes guts. That takes ball. That takes um, knowing that over, under, run, and through, whatever it takes you will do, that you're going to do that. So then negotiate. Be clear what you... Um, where your boundaries are, like, okay, so you're paying for the airfare, you're paying for sushi dinner, where does the buck end? Where does the buck stop? Where is your boundary? And what else could they want where you're going to say, okay, no, now, you know, outrageousness is awesome, but now we're done. So know how far you want to negotiate. Have clear boundaries and ask them, what else needs to happen in order for us to work together, in order for you to eat your broccoli, in order for whatever the objection might be or the potential objection? Asking, that's a great question. That is one of the quality questions. What would need to happen? So I want to make, I want to, uh, make time. Let's see. Uh, we got Brian Kelly. He says, be unreasonable. Yes. Totally be unreasonable, be unreasonable, negotiate, have fun. You know what? Um, when I look back and uh, my husband would probably say that I'm a natural at this, but now I know the patterns. That's why we are here. So we can kind of decipher the patterns so you can then use them in your own life if it doesn't come natural to you. Because here's the thing, if it comes natural to you, um, that means that you don't know how to reproduce it or you don't know how to uh, multiply it. By the way, guys, if you could see outside, it is raining cats and freaking dogs. I'm, I'm glad that this internet is somewhat stable at this point. Um, when, when you are able to know the strategies as I'm sharing them with you on handling objections, then you can be more certain on in taking one of those strategies. Now I just shared 13 with you. Choose one that you can practice. If this is new to you, choose one that you can practice and then start implementing it. The more comfortable, mm, let me use a different word. The more confident you are with going out um, negotiating, asking great questions, building rapport with someone, 
um, starting to mind read or just telling a story, the more comfortable, authentic, and you, and I mean you, the more you you are, the more authentic you are, the quicker you can build a relationship with someone else. And that in return again means that you gotta be really comfortable in your own skin. So before you take any of these um, 13 ways of handling objections, know that it's okay to be you. And no, being you is actually really, really good. So in the comments, why don't you write down, hey, it's great to be me. Because when you're you, you accept yourself and you can be accepted by others. When you are you, you can accept to be outrageous. When you're you, you can accept to tell a story, maybe even a vulnerable story. <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to put this here. Yes, I would totally agree with Brian. It is great to be Brian Kelly, but because he's already taken, um, not marriage-wise, but because he is Brian Kelly, it is good to be you, whoever you are. And I agree. It's great to be Brian Kelly. He makes things happen for the show, uh, which is absolutely incredible. Big, big shout out to, to Brian Kelly as well. Be yourself. Be most authentic. And at the same time, be aware that the person that you're speaking to might not be the same personality as you are. They might not be like you, which is not bad. That's actually good news. If you look at the per people that are closest to you, may they be a partner or your kids or a spouse, um, often enough, they are the opposite of you. They complement you. But when they compliment you, you know, once uh, I heard a, uh, um, a speaker say, opposites attract and opposites attack. But they can only attack you when you violate in who they are. Because if, you know, if it's good to be you, then for them, that also means it's good for them to be them. It's good for me to be me. It's good for you to be you. And yet it's okay and it's necessary for me to understand and relate to your personality type because you and I are probably not the same personality type. That's not bad. That's just what is. And when you know that, I can actually build a relationship. I don't know if you just heard that, but that was the biggest thunder I've ever heard. So it's good to be each an individual person. So I leave you with that. Um, this was not planned for today. Uh, this was, we had a guest expert today that just didn't show up. And I said, you know what? This is a perfect time for me to share this with you. I would love to hear from you um, in the chat box in the comments. Um, as I said, I have a gift for you. And the gift for you is right here. So grab your gift. It's the success loss checklist, the success loss checklist. And you can just simply put in bit.ly slash center of NLP, all lowercase bit.ly slash 
Center of NLP, and you will find the um, how you can opt into the success loss checklist. Those are the laws that I live by. Those are the laws that I teach. We have a practitioner course coming up in two days, and I'm excited about that. So success, the success loss checklist under bit.ly slash center of NLP. You can get in touch with me very easily. Brigitte at Hoefel.com. You see the spelling right down here. Brigitte, B-R-I-G-I-T-T-A at Hoefel.com. That's my email, Brigitte at Hoefel.com. Or even easier, just Google Center of NLP, Center of NLP, because this show is sponsored by the Center of NLP, and you can get in touch with me there. So make sure that you've got your gift pass it on, pass on the giving, pass on the love to everyone else. I want to thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you for that, Brian. Uh, bit.ly slash center of NLP. Thank you for that. And with that, I leave you. I honor you. I appreciate you. And I want to hear from you guys. Uh, if I ever have another um, guest expert that doesn't show up, what else should I prepare? I mean, I have a lot of trainings prepared that I can choose from, but I want to hear from you. What do you want to learn more about? Uh, I will also continue a series that I started on the, uh, the uh, genius of strategies. Um, and I started that in, uh, I want to say in June. So I will continue that as well. Just drop me a line, Brigitte at Dufile.com or Center of NLP. With that, I leave you today. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to be here again next week, same time, same place to the success for the Success Pattern Show. Until then, ciao and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Success Pattern Show at www.thesuccesspatternshow.com. My name is Brigitte Hufalet.